This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for October 30th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming. And I want you to know that. I want you to believe that. I want you to get that down in your heart, that God made plans for you from the foundations of the world, that your fate is not your state, that, that there are greater plans for you, that God, that the word says that God made these plans, and those are good plans, plans to give you a future, plans to give you a hope. And as you die to self and yield to God and live the life that God called you to live for such a time as this, God's plans will manifest right before your very eyes. Greater is coming for you. And so this is part 58 of the series. Greater is coming, part 58. The title of today's message is Grace to Fight. God has given you the grace to fight. You, you, there are some times where you've got to go and take back what the enemy stole from you and you need the grace to fight. God has already given it to you. Let's talk about it. So today I will cover 1 Samuel chapter 30 verses 9 through 19. 1 Samuel chapter 30 verses 9 through 19. So that's a lot of verses, but let me tell you the story. So there they were. After hearing from God, right? And after getting a word, like we covered yesterday, one word from God, sometimes it's all you need. One word from God. He got a word. David got a word from God. And the word was, you shall go. You can pursue. You will overtake. You will recover all. He got a word from God that they are going to recover all. So he speaks to the 600 men who were about to stone him. And, and he, he has to convince them, right? They had just been on this emotional roller coaster. For those of you not tracking the story, let me tell you the story. David and his men go on a journey for three days. They, go, uh, they trek across the desert for three days to fight against Saul and the Israelites. When they get there, God gave them an out. It was like, no, you shouldn't be fighting against your own people. And so the king, King Achish, was like, man, I'm sorry, but these people don't trust you. You got to go back home. They was like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, we're serious. So then they have to go three days back. And so now after a six-day-long journey, they've been walking for six days. They have nothing to show for it. They get to their town. Their town, they just want to come home, hug their wives, get some food, you know, lay down, play with the kids. They get home. The town is burnt down to the ground. Their wives are gone. Their kids are gone. Everything that they had stored up and worked for for years was gone. Everything had been stolen. Their families had been taken. The town was burning. All of that. And in that, that emotional roller coaster, they cried until they couldn't cry anymore. They wanted to kill David. David got a word from God. All of that. David then says, hey, we got a word. God says we shall pursue. We shall overtake. We shall recover all. Come on. We got to go. <laughs> and so now they have to muster up the excitement, the motivation, the adrenaline to go fight. I'm saying that sometimes I think believers think sometimes that that life, once you're born again, is supposed to be easy. I don't I don't know what Bible you're reading, but God never promised that it would be easy. God just promised to be with you every step of the way. Say amen to that. All right. So after all of the ups and downs, they take off. And so they're pursuing the Amalekites. Now, they don't really know which way to go. And so they're, they're, they're pursuing the Amalekites. And as they're going, 
the all of that that I just said, it just took a toll on him. And so David was with 600 men, one third, like 200 of the men, when they got to the brook at Besor, they stopped there at the, at the brook, they drink some water, and then David was like, let's go, you got to cross the, the, the water. And 200 of the 600, like 33% of the men said, no, nah, we're too tired to go. <laughs> too tired? And David was like, well, I don't have time. I don't have time to forget y'all then. Like, let's go. And so in the military, we would say, Charlie Mike, continue mission. And so, so David and 400 of the 600 continue mission. Like, they was like, no, we don't have time to rest or sleep. None of that. No, I'm going to get my stuff back. I'm saying, like, this is the, this is the kind of spirit you got to have. I'm going to get my stuff back. That, the devil is a liar. I'm not going to let the devil have my son. I'm not going to let the devil have my daughter. I'm not going to let the devil have my marriage. No, 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 no. I'm going to, I'm going to get my stuff back. You know what I'm saying? And so as they go, it just so happens that as they go, this is how God is my, as they're going, it just so happens. They don't even know where they're going. They stumbled up, up across this man. And he was like, he was an Egyptian man. And it was like, Hey, what are you doing out here? It was like, well, you know, uh, um, you know, I was a slave. Uh, uh, I was a slave to some Amalekites. Uh, and then as I was there, you know, first they gave him some food, they gave him some water, they built him up. It was like, well, tell me what, what happened? And, you know, who do you belong? He says, well, look, okay, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm an Egyptian. I was a slave of an Amalekite, but my, my master abandoned me right here for th three days ago uh, because I'm sick. And, and so we were on our way back from raiding the Karahites in Negev uh, in the territory of Judah. And then also we had burnt down Ziklag. And they said, what? You was with the group that burnt down Ziklag? He said, yeah. He said, can you lead us to them? And they said, well, hold on for a minute. I will lead you to them, but you got to promise me that you're not going to kill me and that you're not going to give me back to them as a slave. And I was like, come on, man, we got you. So, so they gave him food. They built them back up. He said, let's go. Lead us. And so the young Egyptian, man, I, first of all, let me just say, isn't God awesome? God made sure that there was somebody there to lead him. So anyway, they go. The young Egyptian leads them there and he takes them straight to the Amalekites. Now, when they catch up with them. Now picture this. This is what the Bible says. I'm telling you, the Bible is better than the movies. They get there. They, and, and as they look across like the ridge, they can see that the Amalekites are, are just spread out all across the fields. And the Bible says that they were eating and drinking and dancing for joy because of all of the stuff, the plunder that they had taken from the land of Judah and from Ziklag. And so now they're there. Now you would think that maybe David is like, all right, guys, Let's, let's take a break. Let's take a nap. Let's no, 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 no. David was like, heck no. I'm ready to fight right now. After all of the stuff that they had been through, after all the six days and the crying and ran out of tears and the emotions and all of that. No, no, no. He was like, I am ready to get my stuff back without waiting, without stopping, without nothing. David led his 400 men and they went into the enemy's camp. And the Bible says that it was already evening and they fought all that night all the next day until the next evening. Evening, They engaged in a 24-hour battle after they had been through everything that they had been through. And in the end, the Bible says that David got his stuff back. Nothing was missing, small or great, son or daughter. Everything that had been taken, David got it all back. David brought back everything and everyone by the grace of God. You have the grace to fight. You got it? So what does this mean for you today? You're like, my God, Rick, you, you, you sound excited. Yeah, I'm excited about this thing. What does this mean for you today on this Friday morning as I close out the week strong 
head into the weekend strong, release you uh, into the weekend. I have four things to share with you on this morning. As I share these four things, now I want you to rid yourself of all distractions and lock in four things. Number one, here we go. You ready? All right, number one, God will always make his word good. Numbers 23 and 19 says, God is not a man. Like, you know, like sometimes with, with men, even men of good intentions will say, hey, man, I'm going to be at your house on Saturday at nine o'clock. And then they don't show up. <laughs> right. I mean, so even people who want to do the right thing, sometimes they either flat out lie or they just make a mistake or whatever. But the Bible says, no, God is not a man, though. God is a God. He's not a man. He's God. So he does not lie and he does not change his mind. If he if he says it, he will perform it. If he declares it, he will make it good. So at the end of the day, you have to believe what God said. When God said, look, man, you're going to go, you're going to recover, you're going to pursue, you're going to overtake, and you're going to recover all. You have to believe God like that. God gave David a promise and David believed it. David received it and and David pursued it. And that's how we're supposed to live. When God gives us a word, we got to believe it. We got to receive it. We got to meditate it. We got to internalize it. And then we got to go do it. We have to go engage in it. Faith is something you say something you do or financial seed that you sow based on the revelation that God gave you. Say amen to that. All right, number two, look at me. I want to be clear about this point. Number two, you have a part in God's provision. You have a part. Oh God, give it to me. Yeah, God is going to give it to you, but you have a part. God promised David that he would get back everything the devil had stolen, right? But then David and his men had to do their part. They had just finished, like I said, all of that six-day journey, crying till they ran out of tears, all of that. But, and then they had to trek down the Amalekites. And then after all of that, when they felt like, oh my God, what do I do now? He said, go fight. They had to go fight. They had to want to go do it. Once they got a word from God, they believed it, they received it, but then they had to go do it. They tracked down the enemy. And then without resting, without taking a nap, they engaged in a 24 our battle, and they got back everything that the devil stole from them. See, what I'm saying here is that God provided the grace. God will give you the grace, but you have to provide the want to. Let me say that again. God will give you the grace, but you have to provide the want to. If you don't want to do it, then God is not going to force you to do it. God will allow whatever you allow. God will permit whatever you permit. You have a part in God's provision. God says, hey, no, this business is going to be successful, but you don't want to put in the work, then, then it's not going to be successful. God says, hey, this, this church, you know, this family, whatever, but you have to put in the work. God will give you insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding from heaven. But then he expects you to go do the things in the earth that you're supposed to do to bring those things to pass. I believe sometimes Christians expect everything to be handed to them. Like God is just going to give you stuff on a silver platter. Like blessings are just going to fall out of heaven or something like that. Victories in Christ may be sweatless, but they're not effortless. You are going to have to do your part. There are times where you're going to have to fight. There's times where you you are going to have to fight and, and have the determination to win. Sometimes I think people miss out on God's best because they're simply lazy. That's it. It's lazy. It's laziness. David and his men, if David and his men had remained in Ziklag, they would have never gotten their families back. They would have never got their stuff back. If they would have just remained in Ziklag 
and accepted it, it would have been over. Many Christians say that they're waiting on God when God already gave them a word and God is waiting on them. God is God may be waiting on you to go do what he already told you to do. You have to go do it. You have a part in God's provision. Say amen to that. All right, number three. Number three. You must develop a fighting spirit. I did a whole series on this fighting spirit. You must develop a fighting spirit. You got to have a fight in your heart. You got to have it. If David and his men, once again, had remained in Ziklag and they had accepted defeat, then they would have gone down in history as the defeated. That's it. It would have been that easy. But since they believed God, since they accepted the word and they pursued the enemy, then they got back everything that had been stolen from them. See, many Christians, I think, experience defeat because they accepted it. God did not say it was over, but they accepted the loss in their hearts because now they're emotional, they're tired, or they're frustrated, and they just say, forget it. They move on to the next thing. Well, you you accepted that. God never said accept it. See, many times failure comes due to a lack of willingness to keep going. Really, that's what it boils down to. If you have a lack of willingness to keep going, then you're going to accept failures that you never should have accepted. I'm convinced that that many believers are going to get to heaven only to realize that they missed out on God's best because they quit too soon. (laughs) Now, if if the Holy Spirit says, no, that's not the will of God, go a different way, then fine. But if he doesn't, if he says, go get it, then you have to go get it. Meditate and, and, and and meditate on God's word. If you meditate and meditate on God's word long enough, you're going to develop a fighting spirit and you will only, ex- as you're led of the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit is not telling you to go a different way, you have to keep going, but you have to do it. God will allow whatever you allow. God will permit whatever you permit. You got it? All right. Number four. And finally, last point for today, last point for the week going into the weekend, God will grace you to do things. He will empower you to do things that you never thought you could do. And I'm a witness of that. When David needed help finding the Amalekites. God provided a ram in the bush. There was the Egyptian. He was like, yep, I'll show you where they are, right? Then when they got there, I mean, they had to be physically exhausted. 200 of the 600 men um, were, they couldn't even make it over the Bessel Brook, right? I mean, so they had to be physically exhausted. But even in that moment, they said, no, we're going to fight right now. And God empowered them supernaturally to fight for 24 hours. And they got back everything that had been stolen from them. See, God's grace God is God's super on your natural. God will empower you to do what you could not do without him. If you embrace the grace of God, you will be able to accomplish, accomplish much more than you ever imagined. You know why? Because it won't be you doing it. It will be the grace of God on you and in you and with you and for you. This series is about faith and patience, about believing God and enduring for the long haul not being moved, not being phased by what happens to you or against you or the opposition or the obstacles. At the end of the day, if you keep believing and you embrace the grace, God never said it was going to be easy. God never promised you a perpetual picnic, but he did promise to be with you. So since God's grace is on you, you can fight and you can win and you can take back everything the devil stole from you. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, you are not a man that you should lie. Neither are you the son of man that you should change your mind. You have never spoken and then failed to act. You have never promised and then not made it good. 
So as soon as you speak something to me, I believe and receive it. I know in your realm is only is already done. And it's only a matter of time before I see it in the earth. Therefore, I pursue the manifestation of every promise in the earth realm. When I receive a word from you, that word becomes my focal point and I pursue the manifestation of it with all my might. You give me the grace to do my part, to see that that word comes to pass in the earth. Now your victories are sweatless, but they are not effortless. So I will have to do my part. I'm ready to fight if I need to fight. I'm ready to stand if I need to stand. I'm ready to fast if I need to fast. Whatever I need to do to bring to pass your will in my life, I'm ready to do it because you have given me the grace for it. And living this way, I know that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Sign up. Put in your email address. When you hit the subscribe button, you'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I want you to go into this day, this Friday, go into this weekend, knowing that you have the grace to fight that you're a believer, not a doubter, that you walk by faith and not by sight, that you can fight the good fight of faith, that you will take back everything the devil stole from you and you will not accept defeat. You're not going to quit before your breakthrough comes. If this message has been a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat uh, and then please share this message on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing weekend. God bless you.